Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Lugamil. Thank you very much for joining me. Take two. Oh my goodness. That was the Mondayest Monday ever. I guess I shouldn't be surprised after the marathon live event that uh, we had going on and uh, so let's talk about that um, real quick because this is what I'm recapping I didn't do a whole lot of outdoor stuff like virtually none uh, because I was indoors for three days talking about the outdoors Um, we had our second annual Smackdown Outdoors virtual ice fishing show so I hook up my friends Doug Glimmerbean from the Smackdown Outdoors podcast and Patrick Patches Olson Olson wow can't talk this morning <laughs> Patrick Patches Olson I have to uh, um, exaggerate my enunciation that won't be annoying at all um, yeah from the Lone Angler and uh, it went really really well so uh, first off right out of the gate I want to uh, thank our thank our sponsors. Clam Outdoors, you know, they they started the show pretty much big, you know, showed everything they had. It was great. Matt Johnson just does a fantastic job over there with Clam. Um, All quality products. And they support us last year. They support us again this year. It's just, uh, it's amazing everything that they do. Um, So a heartfelt thank you to everybody at Clam. Uh, Glacier Ice Houses, thank you very much. Uh, Patrick actually works for them designing those. So if you're in the market for a wheelhouse, definitely go check out um, Glacier. You know, yeah, support your your local business, your small business, and if you're a fan of the show, might as well go support Patrick. So uh, yeah, check out Glacier. Thank you, Glacier, very much for uh, being a part of the show and helping us out. And Thorn Brothers um, and Blaine there, they have. They very gracious to let us set up shop uh, in their shop in their rod building shop this year for our for our um, I guess you call it a broadcast. We went live for our broadcast, and uh, it was great. Um, 
and, and they went out of their way. I mean, they had to have somebody there really early morning. They had to have somebody there late at night to let us out, you know, let us in, let us out um, beyond outside of their normal business hours. Um, that's just amazing. Um, can't cannot thank them enough for that and being a sponsor of the show. Um, they've just been they've just been great and. Uh, an extra thank you additional to Thorn and Clam because um, just in general, in the local fishing community, they've been amazing. You couldn't ask for um, better businesses to have. Uh, they support Minnesota Made. They're getting behind and supporting future anglers of Minnesota and helping out the youth. Um, and they're just in, they're just in everywhere. You see you see a show over here, or you see some sort of organization, whether it's you know hometown heroes or or whatever it might be, some other kind of nonprofit, and you, you see those same names. So um, they really they really put their money where their mouth is, and they, they really support the fishing community as a whole and the outdoor community as a whole, and um, uh, they're just fantastic companies. Um, I, I literally, I'll go out of my way to, I mean, I'm not that far, all things considered, um, to Thorn from Blaine, where I live in, in Stacy, but there's closer options, you know. Um, but I'll literally either plan my day or I'll just, if I need something, I'll go out of my way and I'll travel down to Thorn Brothers because, um, A, it's an amazing shop. They have everything you need, great people, knowledgeable staff, um, but y- you get loyal. I mean, they're loyal to you. You're loyal back. That's how it's supposed to work. So please go shower them with love and uh, check them out if you haven't done so already. Um, couldn't do it without them. It's just, it's just fantastic. Uh, yeah, so we started Friday, um, 1 o'clock, I believe. And then we went like all day Saturday. When I mean all day, I mean all day Saturday. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, was it 8 to eight or nine or something like eight to nine something like it was a 13 hour day pretty much um and then sunday a little bit shorter but still started at eight and went to five five thirty or something like that so yeah um it was a grind got a lot of great companies on a lot of you know most of them return from last year when we did it um and it all kind of came up you know, I guess you could say necessity is the mother of invention. So last year with COVID, all the uh, trade shows got shut down. And so we were just talking and we're like, well, should we try to do a virtual one? Let's just, let's just see. And then we reached out to companies and they were, they were all in. So we put that off and we didn't know how well it was going to be received or how well it would do. And everybody logged on and watched and uh, views were great. So we're like, well, we're going to do this again, and we'll see how. And it was a little bit of an experiment this year because trade shows are back. We weren't quite sure how it would go. Um, we did move it up earlier, so we weren't competing in the same time zone um, or time slots, if you will. So it worked out. You guys showed up. It was great. And the vendors were there, and the vendors were great. Um this year we were able we were able to have um, some of the vendors come in in person, and that's always you know you gotta love that because just less technical glitches can go on. You're not worried about internet connection or anything like that, or you know, um, and all the crap that goes along with that. Just broadcasting that kind of information back and forth, so that was really cool. Um, for me, it was really awesome um, because you got to actually 
meet these people. You know, seeing somebody's face on the other side of your computer screen, your side of your phone, that's one thing. You know, sure, you see a face, you can attach a name to it. You've met, in air quotes, but you haven't really met met. So I got to meet meet uh, a handful of these uh, outdoor industry uh, people and companies, and it was great. And I think the one of the um, many good things about doing this live show is this virtual show. Well, what we always said, like, you know, kind of the selling point is instead of you having to hit up every single booth at a show, the booths come to you. You don't, you can sit in your underwear in your kitchen drinking coffee and talk to somebody about uh, fishing poles <laughs> or tackle or uh, whatever it might be. Um, and so that part's pretty cool. But the conversation you get is just so much more intimate. You know, if you're the last person to hit that booth on a long day, you know, how much energy and attention and focus are you going to be getting from that vendor? And that's not, that's, I'm not casting shade on the vendor themselves. I mean, it's, it's grueling. I mean, everybody, everybody will say like, they, they finish these shows like St. Paul show and they're standing on that concrete and their back is shot and their brain is fried. And, um, it's a lot. So if you're going, you know, talking to those companies at that time, it's going to be a different experience. Well, we get them nice and fresh fresh and focused and uh and you get to get into the meat a little bit more you don't end up just talking about their product you get to know them a little bit and you know a little bit of backstory of how the company started and just kind of what makes them tick what they like and uh, i just think that's really cool you know it's like um everybody likes the small town or it doesn't even have to be small town. Maybe it's just your neighborhood, like, convenience store, right? And you go in there and you, you get to know, like, your cashiers and stuff like that on a first-name basis. Um, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but I love that. Like, that, that I, I like to support and give money to people I know. So even if I'm, like, hanging out, like, getting beers, obviously, with these people, you do develop a, a sort of relationship with them. Uh, albeit it's for 10, 15 minutes a day as you go into the store and leave the store, but it's still a friendly face. It's a familiar face. Um, and yeah, so you kind of tap into that a little bit more with this virtual show. And I, I just, I really like it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, a huge thanks to our supporters out there for just, you know, logging on the show. God, man, we had, there were some people I swear were there from, start to finish every waking minute I, they must I, they had to have just taken us into the bathroom with them i mean they just had to i don't know <laughs> oh god there's a visual um but it's like i swear to god they were just logged on the entire time and it's amazing i, I thank you thank you very much like the feedback was great um you guys asked a lot of questions that was perfect we were able to relay that to the vendors um it's exactly what we were hoping for and the uh, next year, and again, I'm going to, sorry, I, I'm just like tripping over myself and, and thanking everybody, but um, just very grateful for the whole thing. But next year, the plan, the current plan is because um, Thorne is expanding right now. I mean, everything was in disarray over there. There's construction equipment outside, and um, we were set up in the rod shop. Where the rod shop is now is going to end up being like a conference room. And we're going to set up in there. And the current plan is to have some some seats set up, and you can actually come out to the show, uh, which is going to be great. That, that'll that be fun. We'll have a, a 
probably have a microphone set up there. You can come up and you can you can ask them a question yourself. You don't have to go through us. So that'll be that's gonna be really cool. So we're working on some stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So this this thing isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, it's pretty exciting. Had had a really good time, but man, ooh, I was I was wiped out wiped out oh man it was crazy so i get home sunday and uh really i'm just like thinking a shower and passing out is what's in order i pull in to my yard there and um, i notice it's still light out <laughs> hmm. look at the clock i got 45 minutes of light here i'm going hunting <laughs> so i i run inside I get all my hunting stuff on. I get, I grab my bow. Hey, I grab my bow. I remembered it. And uh, I run out to my stand. So I got a stand. I have seven acres there, and I got a stand back there. So it takes, you know, three minutes to get into it. Um, so hop up into there, and I'm going to hunt the rest of the the rest of the day. And I didn't see much. Well, that's not that's not true, actually. I actually saw a fair amount of deer, but they are just in the woods, little Little does, little fawns running back and forth. And the way they were running around, I thought, well, there's got to be like a buck pushing them, you know. Never saw one. I think the, I think it was just the youngins just uh, feeling they had the zoomies, you know. They're just, <laughs> just running around. Um, but then they finally kind of just calmed down and slowly sauntered off in the opposite direction. And uh, I never got a shot. I mean, I, I would have taken one of those does if they would have presented me with an opportunity, but did not. Saw fox saw that fox again didn't have a shot on that i really kind of want to kill that fox because it's the one pretty sure it's the one that took out my entire chicken flock so fuck that guy and then uh and a little ditch tiger came strolling through a little cat um let him walk for some reason just wasn't feeling it um yeah and then that was that was it and uh but oh my god yesterday was like the Mondayest of Mondays ever. So I'm going to have a much more jam-packed recap next week because we're headed out to North Dakota for uh, some waterfall hunting, goose, snow goose mostly, but obviously hoping for some darks in there, mixed in there, some honkers, and it's getting colder, so maybe some of them northern Canada mallards will come down, them red-leggers, as uh, southern boys like to call them, greenheads and red-leggers come flying down. Uh, hopefully get in on some of that action but uh, we're starting to prepare for that so uh Flotty's machine isn't working so i was gonna bring my four-wheeler down and we'll put it on his trailer and so there's a whole thing so i get up early in the morning and go out and of course the four-wheeler won't start perfect not super shocked by that i mean it's just been sitting there pretty much all summer long i used it here and there but so the battery is dead and i was like ah crap so go in and Stretch out the extension cords and, and grab the charger out of my boat. And uh, notice, I don't know if, a, if it's just like dry rot or a mouse chew through it or what, but there's like exposed wire in one of the um, clamps. I'm like, ah, oh, great. I'll have to fix that. That was like that was like the first inclination of, you know, how the day was going to go. I mean, it still worked. It was still connected. So I grab that and I bring it out, charge the wheeler up. It starts. I get it started. Well, that part's good. So then I go to take off the the leads on the battery, and the 
I don't I don't remember which one was. I think it was the negative. Just like falls off. Just falls off. Like the connection between the cord, like it just, I don't know. It just fell off. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Now I got to splice that together. I mean, I didn't have to do it right then and there. Obviously, the wheeler was started, but I was like, I didn't let it charge very long. So when I get to where I'm going, I'm going to have to put it back on the charger. So I'm going to have to fix that. I was like, oh, here we go. This is all signs of what's to come, right? So I get that. I get the, the wheeler up on the uh, trailer, the trailer up to the truck, all blah, 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 blah. Some of the leads on the plug of the four flat fall off from the, the trailer connector, the male end. It's like, <laughs> what? What? Are you, what? I'm like, well, I guess I'm just not going to have lights on my way down to where I'm going was like, I guess I don't really need it. It's flat enough. You can see my tail lights from behind. So I'm like, all right, that, that, that won't be a problem. So tear off and away we go. I get just south of the cities and, um, tire blows on the trailer. Of course it did. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. So as, so now as luck would have it, I had just passed a tractor supply. So I'm like, okay, we'll go get a trailer tire from there. So I disconnect the trailer. Um, I, I, I went there, I disconnect trailer, drive to um, tractor supply, and uh, they have one tire that I needed, which is great because I only blew one. But when I was under there, you know, looking at the other one is really, really, really bad too. That one definitely needs to play, be replaced as well. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they both didn't just blow up at the same time. Um, and I was really hoping they would just have some tires on a rim. And I just, you know, that'd be great because I don't have a spare for this. So if they've had one on a rim, that would have, like, been perfect because um, then I could get that, get a tire, get one on the rim, put that on there. When I time allows, I could get that other one fixed, and I would have a spare for it. Perfect. Well, they didn't. They literally had a tire. And as I called around to all sorts of different tire shops that were somewhat near trailer shops, and nobody had. It's those little, tiny, stubby, fat tires. I hate them things. Like, I don't even have much faith in those things anyways. Oh, they just look like little toys. They're like golf cart tires. It's, or the back tire on a... On a lawn, on a, like a rider lawnmower, like it's like what is what is, this has to go down the road? Like what is this little thing? But anyway, yeah, well, it's like eighteen and a half by eight and a half, eight something. Like, I think that's the size. Like oh my god, this little tiny thing. Um, so then I had to go back, take the tire off, and then I brought it to a Discount Tire, and they they put it together for me. Brought it back, got it put on. Finally got down here to do some work. And get uh, swap everything out, so that that you know burned up four hours of my day, or I wasn't making any money. So that's you know pretty awesome, not awesome. Um, yeah, that actually kind of sucked, but yeah. So that's 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 how that day went. Um, oh, the, the the Monday wasn't done with me quite yet. Um, it wanted to go out with the bang. So last night I had recorded my weekend recap and ramped ortho. I or so I thought. So as I'm recording it, I plugged in my laptop, plugged in my soundboard, everything's going great, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, everything just powers down. Uh, what? I had it plugged in. Well, in the little, I don't know what you call these things, 
but the little square part, you know, on your laptop computer, one side plugs in, you know, to that, and the other side plugs into the wall. Well, that wasn't pushed in all the way. Somehow that got loose, and so, yeah, it shut off, which I don't really think too much of it. That's usually not a big deal. I went back in, um, started a new file, recorded, finished out the episode, you know, oh, there's a little glitch, and I told that whole story, and then when I went in to put it together, it never saved the file from the first, you know, up to when it shut off. Awesome. Awesome. So I was like, nope, not tonight. This is going to be a Tuesday morning podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been a long time since I've had a Monday like that one, man. Oh, my goodness. But whatever. What are you going to do? It is It is what it is. So, yeah, that, that's my recap. Um, saw a lot of good deer killed around that Halloween on Halloween, but even that entire weekend. And I'll say just this morning, um, sun's up. Does and fawns are still in the field feeding. So um, good luck to anybody that has the, the week off and is out there. The deer are moving in daylight hours, and you know those bucks aren't going to be too far behind right now. We're getting closer and closer to the rut. So go enjoy that if you uh, if you are able to. So that was fun. So with that said, my rant this week won't be so much as rant. Let's do a quick uh, safety reminder. I know most of you probably know all of this stuff, but, you know, um, treat every gun as if it were loaded. I cannot stress that enough. I know that seems like super basic. There, I, I remember one time, and I will never forget this. Um, I was well into my adulthood. I don't even think it was that long ago, 10 years ago or so. And we're getting ready to go, I think it was um, I think it was spring snow goose hunt. Or it might have been a first fall hunt. I don't remember. It was the first hunt for that particular season, whatever. And I grab, I'm grabbing all my stuff and going through my gun bags and take out the gun that I want. And uh, I, I, the first time I go to use it, I pick it up to rack a shell in there and one flies out of the chamber. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that happened. Um, I'm usually pretty paranoid about that where I, you know, you only hold three shells in the fall and you, you know, you cycle it, but you cycle it like 12 times, you know, even though you do, you only need to do it three times. And, um, I usually also leave the action open, which is also very weird, but somehow, um, lapse of judgment, whatever that thing got put away with a live round in the chamber. Um, and that just scared the shit out of me. Like I was like, oh my God, like anything could have happened. Uh, drop it, um, anything. I mean, that could have been really, really bad. So that's why it's super important um, to treat every gun as if it were loaded. I don't care how much you think you know it's not loaded. Just treat it the same way. The muzzle control, always point it in a safe direction. Be sure of your target, all that good stuff. Um, do not shoot any horses this year, people, please. They're not big does. They're not. Be be sure of your target. Um, don't go brush busting. You saw a flick of white or some movement in a brush and you just start uh, thundering away. Um, yeah, don't do that. That's uh, typically a bad idea. Um, those kind of safety things. You know, up here in the upper Midwest, Minnesota, Wisconsin, we do deer drives. Um, so, you know, be very, it's a cultural thing. I know it's not a thing in a lot of Southern states, Eastern states, 
Um, but, you know, definitely need to be careful with that. Also, uh, I have to admit, so I, I probably should have got on this train a long, 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 long time ago. Doug kind of guilted me into it this year, and I finally broke down and did it. And I got a safety harness if you're hunting in a, a portable tree stand. And I'll say this about it. It's awesome. <laughs> I got the one with the uh, positioning, like the lineman's rope. Oh, my God, how much easier it is to set up your tree stand when you have that. Like, you actually can use both of your hands. And I have one leg wrapped around the tree, and I'm trying to hang. You know, I got a strap in my mouth, and I'm whipping the ratchet strap around it. No, no. It's <laughs> For that reason alone, you should get a harness. Um, but the other thing about it is, like, every time I stepped on that stand, you just you're putting all your faith in that strap and everything to work as it should, and you know things fail, uh, as my Monday proved. But it's just there's always that little like, pretty sure it's gonna work, but what if it doesn't? Kind of a moment, and then even when you're sitting there, you're just always kind of uneasy, and that's in the back of your mind. Well, once I was tethered off to that tree, all that was gone. It's like because you you just had the peace of mind and knowing that if if something does fail, while it's still going to suck. Um, you're not falling to the ground. So that part was pretty cool. So if you haven't done it yet, if you're like me and you've been putting it off, man, don't put it off. There's a ton of brands out there. There's some really good ones, um, pretty good value. You don't have to spend a shit ton of money if you want. There are upper, you know, shelf versions you can do that more padding and more this and more that. And if you can afford it, by all means, definitely go do that. Um, but I didn't, I bought a pretty good value brand i thought um i think it's a muddy and um i didn't even notice i had it on so definitely go out and get one of those be safe um the peace of mind is worth it because you now you can focus on the actual hunt so um do that for sure for all my public land hunters keep in mind as you hit the woods that you're on public land and what i mean by that is you already know the potential shit show or uh, shenanigans, tomfoolery, um, stuff like that, that can happen. So just be mentally prepared for it. So when it does happen, you don't lose your shit and you get frustrated and, oh, my hunt's ruined. And then you go on Facebook and then you bitch about it on there. Um, we all know what happens. We all know what's going to happen to some people. Probably most people. Um, I have found that if you're mentally prepared for it, you expect it to happen. If it doesn't happen, you're like pleasantly surprised. You're like, oh, that was great. Uh, nobody went sauntering in front of my stand, smoking a cigarette and walking loudly at 10.30 a.m. This is fantastic. Um, but when it does happen, then you're just like, eh, saw that coming. You know, it, it's it's just, it's all part of it, right? And also just have a little patience with those people um, because we've all been there. Everybody's woke up late, alarm didn't go off, whatever the case may be. And are they just supposed to not go hunting that day because to protect your hunt? I mean, that's not a realistic expectation to have. So there's going to be some guys, you know, and we've all seen it. It's like, you know, duck hunting, the guy that shows up to the ramp and he's paddling out right at, daybreak when birds are flying around yeah it's frustrating but you're asking that guy to not go hunting that day because he didn't wake up 
And we've all been there. That's the thing. It's like we've all been there, right? So just have some patience with that. And the other element is we're not all on the same timeline or in the same place in our time, hunting timeline, right? We're all varying levels of expertise. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are just starting and a lot of adults that are just starting and they're learning. So they're going to, you know, they're going to make some mistakes. They're going to walk too fast and too loud and they're going to get late and they're going to, you know, um, know that that's going to happen. If you keep these things in the back of your mind, just take a deep breath. You can be frustrated. It's a natural, that that's as natural as anything. Um, but don't get into a pissing match. Uh, you're just going to enjoy it more. The other thing you can do as an experienced hunter is if you think about what could potentially happen where you're hunting, um, maybe modify your where you're going to sit, where you put your stand in conjunction with that. You can use that to your advantage. So I've read plenty of, of articles and seen plenty of YouTubes where a lot of times somebody will set up close to the parking area, actually, because there'll be a nice little swamp or something right next to a parking area. Parking area. They'll just write it off. And uh, bucks will bed right there. They 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 know the human activity schedule. And they'll just sit there and wait for people to walk by. And then once they're all done, everybody's in their stand, bucks will get up and make their move, and they'll slip out the opposite direction. So um, I, I know people take that into account. You can also then go further in. If you know most people are lazy and they're going to sh- just – pick the most obvious easy to get to stand locations we'll look at the terrain and see where the you know where would a deer go to where are their escape routes figure out those deer escape routes and then you can set up on that and now you now you have that that guy that's showing up late he's working for you instead of working against you so some things to keep in mind um just be patient uh i think that that's the thing just getting to a pissing match it has never helped anybody doesn't make the situation any better. It just makes you more frustrated. Um, nobody's learning anything. Uh, they're just going to get defensive. They're going to say you're going to say f you, and they're going to say f you back, and then there you are. So that's that doesn't do any good. So everybody be safe. Good luck to you out there. Um, there's going to the deer opener is going to be out in North Dakota while we're out there. So we're definitely packing the blaze orange for when we're headed to the field and the blinds, and we're moving decoys. You know, just throw a blaze orange hat on quick. Just never know. There's a lot of road hunters out there, so gotta just take that extra precautionary step. So that's all I got for you. I do want to go back and thank um, thank everybody, Clam, Thorn Brothers, uh, Glacier Ice Houses. You guys are awesome. Um, another quick thank you to Doug Glimmerveen himself from the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. We kind of did that under his um, under his banner, but that's where it should be because this dude busts his ass for this stuff um he has all the equipment he sets it up um he's made shit tons of phone calls and getting vendors out and emails and i mean this dude just crushes it and um can't thank him enough for all his hard work and um thank him for letting me be a part of it it's great Uh, you know we him and patrick and myself we do a lot of behind the scenes collaborations we have a, a group message um board going on messenger and um just good friends and and we collaborate and we you know we vent to one and each other about you know about podcasts and numbers and industries and all this other stuff and then sometimes we just rip on each other it's fun 
<laughs> uh, but Doug busts his ass. So if you guys haven't gone over to SmackDown Outdoors podcast, um, go give him a follow, listen to that show. He goes live every Tuesday on Facebook and uh, YouTube if you're not a Facebook person. Um, but yeah, and then then follow all his other socials, you know, his Instagram and uh, he's on TikTok and Facebook, obviously. Also, Patrick Patches Olson, go show him some love. Um, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I love it. Uh, you're definitely going to get a different take from Patrick. Um, his brain works a little bit different. Kind of, it works like mine in a lot of ways, frighteningly so. I mean, uh, he's invited me on his show a few times to do a. Um, an episode that he calls Unhooked, where some it doesn't necessarily have to be about fishing. Um, like we've talked about space and, and movies and, and God knows what else comes up. And uh, we bounce off each other pretty good as far as just letting our minds go to crazy whacked out ideas. So it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but you're going to get a different show from him. And uh, I really dig it. I listen to every single one of his episodes. I love it. So go check out The Lone Angler on wherever your podcasts are found. Again, follow his social medias on on all the, uh, whatever the term, oh, whatever. Usual suspects, there it is. That's what I was trying to find, all the usual suspect social media channels, Lone Angler. Uh, he's on uh, YouTube as well. Check out his content there. <clears throat> and then uh, who else do I need to thank? Ooh, I, I didn't mention this. So I'm going to be working with um, the boys from Dilla Bay this, this season. Um, they reached out to me, and uh, I did not hesitate. I was very honored and very thankful that uh, they thought I would be a good representation for their, their brand. And I didn't hesitate because uh, I, they have awesome stuff, and I know them. Um, they, came, they came into Sport Minnesota Maine last year. They're as a sponsor, and then above and beyond that, they joined the league and they fished with us. Um, that's pretty damn cool. And so I was fortunate enough to um, win a certificate for a free custom rod, uh, ice rod. So I had them, as you all know, I'm into this schoolie fishing, and so I had them make me a schoolie rod. And that thing is mint, dude. That thing is so freaking nice. I love it. And uh, so they've actually added a schoolie rod now to their lineup, to their regular lineup. Um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be picking up a few more rods for them. Um, I'll be using a lot of their stuff, and I'm super jacked up for it. They have great, great stuff to use. And uh, here's the thing with that schoolie rod: it's starting to it's going to get more popular. I'm telling you right now, it's going to get more popular now. Will it help you catch more fish? Yeah, I think it will. Um, that's why a lot of tournament guys are using them. But above and beyond that, it's a riot. It's just so much fun to fish a schoolie. So um, th I, they're one of the first ones to come out with a schoolie rod. I think during the show there was one other rod company that is that made a, a schoolie rod. Um, so now, now there's like two. So I and they made me one last year. So as far as I know, they're like one of the first companies to do it. So, um, And the other thing is they're going full-time with their rod building. They're taking that leap of faith and making that jump to make this their job job. Um, and I'm super excited for them. I think they're going to do very well because they have um, top-notch quality. It's I, I love the stuff. So um, you're going to be – you're going to hear me talking about Del Bay quite 
quite a bit. And, um, yeah. And so they, they had mailed me, um, some swag and I was, I was going to rep it at the, while we're on and, you know, whatever mail service they were using didn't come through. And, uh, so Nate ran out and dropped some hats off for us. Like that's, that's what you're going to get from Delabay. I mean, these guys, they're just real dudes, great dudes. Um, go follow their social media. Do they kill it on the social media? Like they, they kill it. Um, I really enjoy their content. So if for nothing else, just go follow their social media. Della Bay Rods, those guys are badass. Minnesota company, local boys, support Minnesota made. They're sporting fam. They're fishing with us. It's just great. So I'm I'm humbled and uh, very thankful and excited to uh, get behind that brand. So that's all I got for you, everybody. Um, stay tuned. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I'm going to blow up Snapchat and your your social media feeds when we head out to uh, North Dakota. At least I hope I am. I have plenty of content. And uh, I'm sure I'll bring the recording equipment and we'll do a, you know, drunken goose camp episode. <laughs> Should be stupid and, and fun at the same time. And then, yeah, I'll have a lot to recap next week. So. Everybody be safe this weekend. Good luck. Hope you shoot a 200-incher, a dirty point buck. Um, and if you're fishing, good luck on that too. So with that, I will leave you with this. Whatever your passion, pursue it full scale. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater Bayous, and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.